Yeah, you talked about maturity and I, I found somebody had said maturity doesn't really happen for me until like 20 to 40 years old. They felt like that's when they really became mature in understanding who they were and remembering it, right? You know, once you reach 20, you don't remember a quarter of your life because you were so small, you were a kid, you were younger. I mean, do you remember really what your favorite color was when you were five years old? I don't know. Maybe you do. But now that you're, you know, 20 and above, this is where it shapes your life. You know, that's where you're really starting to get yourself into a position of grooming yourself to be a better man, grooming yourself to be a better person. With you, especially in professional sports, I'm sure you see young, immature athletes coming up in the ranks. You know why? Because this is life in general. You give me a kid who's 15 and without him even smoking a cigar, you let him hang around guys who 28, 35, 40 years old, his maturity level going to fast forward ASAP. Right. Because of his surrounding. He's going to be listening. Correct. Because of his surrounding. So he'll be more mature than the typical 15-year-old that's not in a cigar setting. So for me, a cigar setting, even though I'm 41, it still matured me when I was playing in the league. There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Fox Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne with Bovda. I'm at PCA 2021. I'm sitting across from Ike Taylor and Howie of Howard G Cigars. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're enjoying going to the lounges right now to hang out with the older guys. I work out in the morning, about 6.37 with my nephews and my son. And after that, about 10.30, 11, I'm hitting the cigar lounge. Sure. Now, how we now, we stay right in the back of the cigar lounge. So we probably talk or see each other damn near every day. Every day. Ah. So we so in Orlando, in um, Sand Lake Road, uh, Corona Cigar, Sand Lake. Oh, yeah. So in Dr. Phillips. So we both live in the community right next to it. And so it's like walking distance. Walking distance. I love it. So we, we, we're pretty much there, hanging out. Um, and like you said, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a family. It's, it's, just, it's, it's cheers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody know your name. So right. we just did, matter of fact, with Mr. Fred, we just did an event yeah. for the kids, backpack for the kids. So Pal, we just, Police Pal. Athletic League. So the Police Athletic League, we just did an event at his house in his backyard. So anytime somebody got something going on, we all support yeah, each sure. other. So that's that's how it is. Him and I are probably the youngest out the group. Yeah. And where do you guys live? Orlando, Orlando, Florida. So right, and that Fred lives right there. Fred's, Fred, I've known Fred forever. Fred, really? Tracy, Fred's my boy. Fred, Fred's Fred for the only, Nomad Cigars. Yeah, martial, mar, the martial law was his cigar. We, we played, we, we started a poker group together. The really? Corona Poker League. So we the martial the law cigar was named after you? No, no, no. I'm saying you said no oh. man, so I said martial law. That's oh, one gotcha. of the cigars I used to smoke a lot of. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're like we're real deal friends. We like literally hang out and come to each other's house. We have parties. You know, I love our friend. Do eat knows more about bacon than anybody else in the history <laughs> yeah. of the world. How about food? 
He knows more about food. food. But he loves bacon. Yeah, well. And the I McRib mean, from McDonald's. McGriddle? The McRib. McRib. Yeah, he puts it in our in our group chat that the McRib is back. Ask him. <laughs> the McRib. <laughs> True story. That so, guy loves food. Yeah. I just I followed him on Instagram because it was enticing to uh just be getting ideas of what I could be cooking. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, look what Fred's making. I'm gonna make that too. <laughs> it's bacon and more bacon. Yep. There's and then add bacon. a little bit more bacon <laughs> yep. to it. And then it's Fred approved. Yep. But I was saying earlier, going in the smoke shop, it's kind of intimidating. And a lot of our viewers out there, they'll know it's intimidating to go into a smoke shop when you're young. 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever the legal age is now. When you go in there and there's a bunch of older guys that have been doing this for a long time and they look at you and they kind of look at you like you probably aren't going to stick around. You know what I mean? Not a lot of young people can stick inside that uh, uncomfortable feeling. And I get it. It could be intimidating, but it's like with anything else in the world, you got to be consistent. So well, you more- get what you put into it is the way I looked at it. It's like you can get intimidated and you can walk out and go, yeah, that wasn't for me. That was really uh, unpleasant. Or you can fight the intimidation just like you have to do to win a game. And you can get rewarded at the end because these guys are going to teach you how to do things and be great mentors and great friends and have an opportunity to learn something from somebody else who's already done it. They've already been there. They've already done what you've already, what you're seeking to do, and they can help guide you in the right direction. That's what I love about the smoke shop every day. So for me, it's, it's life after football. So for me, it's, it's hanging out with guys who are more successful than me now. Right. So I'm, I'm a why guy. Like, I'm a how guy. How did you get this successful? How do you stay this successful? And what do you do? I'm a, I need to learn every day kind of guy. I don't want to know it all kind of guy. And I found this at a cigar lounge. So we pretty much call all the guys who older than us uncle. Mm-hmm. And this is all shades of life. And him and I got something in common, which we all do sitting here smoking this cigar. Mm-hmm. This cigar don't care what your occupation is. Right. Whether you're a CEO, a janitor, or whatever you want to be. But if we sit down and smoke like how we smoking now, we have this in common. Yeah, I don't know anything about football, and you've been to two Super Bowls, so I would say we have nothing in common in that area, but, but we, we, this what we, this we're what having we a good time. Have. A yeah. good time. And this is, this, is, this is for grown folks. And being grown don't have an age limit. Even though you're 19 or whatever the legal age is, 21 to smoke these cigars, you know, it comes with maturity. And, and, and that's how I look at these cigars. So it, it don't matter what the setting is, as long as we all smoking cigars, this is what we have in common, whether you're a female or a male. Yeah, you talked about maturity and I, I found, somebody had said maturity doesn't really happen for me until like 20 to 40 years old. They felt like that's when they really became mature in understanding who they were and remembering it, right? You know, once you reach 20, you don't remember a quarter of your life because you were so small, you were a kid, you were younger. I mean, do you remember really what your favorite color was when you were five years old? I don't know, maybe you do. But now that you're, you know, 20 and above, this is where it shapes your life. 
you know, that's where you're really starting to get yourself into a position of grooming yourself to be a better man, grooming yourself to be a better person. Um, with you, especially in professional sports, I'm sure you see young, immature athletes coming up in the ranks. You know why? Because this is life in general. You give me a kid who's 15 and without him even smoking a cigar, you let him hang around guys who 28, 35, 40 years old, his maturity level going to fast forward ASAP. Right. Because of his surrounding. He's going to be listening. Correct. Because of his surrounding. So he'll be more mature than the typical 15-year-old that's not in a cigar setting. So for me, a cigar setting, even though I'm 41, it still matured me when I was playing in the league. Right. So you were hanging out in smoke shops when you were in the league? 25. Yeah. 26. That's when I get into the stocks, investments. That's when I get into you should put your money in this one. That's when my relationships grew, all because hanging out in the cigar lounge. Nice. You got to set yourself up and you got to seek it, like you said. You got to want it. So I ain't yeah. really. So Howard G. Cigars, he started. He's younger than me. Yeah. But he's very passionate about these cigars. So he asked me, like, bro, you want to get your own stick? And I said, yeah, but just listening to other avid cigar smokers, there was like, it's a lot of guys, a lot of athletes who just put their name on a cigar and a, and a stick isn't isn't good at all. Right. They, so I say, Howie, Howard. I call him Howie. I say, Howie, so what the hell I need to do? What's, what's the process? See, I don't mind starting from the bottom. Yeah? Because starting from the bottom, I learn every step of the way. You're a why guy. You like to ask why. I need, I need to know why. Yeah. So my stick is right there, the one-of-a-kind stick. I had to smoke 40. I smoked 40 t different tobaccos. One thing I learned from drinking red wine, the longer the wine sit, the better it is. We do the same thing with our tobacco. The longer the tobacco is, the better it will be when they smoke it. So we'll rather you wait till our next shipment come to enjoy the smoke forever than to go on and push it out early right. and you'll never smoke it again. So that's what's making our line so popular. Too young of tobacco and it's just not ready. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and tobacco is a lot like a kid. Yeah. You can taste Infancy, adolescence, mm -hmm. changing flavors a lot. And then all of a sudden it starts to mellow out. Mm -hmm. Become more consistent, more reliable. Who's making these cigars for you guys? ACC, American Caribbean Cigars. Damien, Damien yeah. and uh, Alex Melendez. So nice. The, the cool thing about it is... Uh, it, it all comes from relationships for me. That's all it is for me. It's all relationships. And the, and the, and the number one reason that I actually started a cigar line, it wasn't my personal idea that I wanted to start a cigar line, is that I would sit down at Corona Cigar outside on Sand Lake three, three to four days a week from approximately 5.30 to 7.30 with Avo, the late great Avo. Avo? I would sit right next to Alvo, when it would be a group of us all sitting outside with Alvo. Alvo was the, he was the smoothest guy I, I, I think I've met. Because when he first saw me and, uh, and I found out who he was, I wasn't smoking an Alvo. And so he, he politely said, what are you, what are you smoking? And, and took the cigar and, 
and like oops dropped it you know and then <laughs> stepped on it you know, kind of stepped on it and went in the back and said, like, now nah, have a hit with Avo. And I just <laughs> thought that was the smoothest thing because at first I'm like, am I going to really get into it with an old guy who just took my cigar and dropped it? And crushed it. But then it. by the time he steps on it, I'm like, oh, really? You, you really? And then he goes in there and he goes like this with a smile. And I'm like, ah, like, yeah. like that is the smoothest I'll thing I'll take ever. this. So every day. Uh, we, we, I would sit out there with him three or four times a week. A whole group of us. Fred, Fred uh, was one of them as well. And um, and then every year, uh, so I met him at 85. So every year after that, you know, in February, we'll have um, March, February, we'll have a party for him for his birthday. We'll all, you know, come there and hang out. He would get on the piano. And it was just such a touching movement. But he told me something um, prior to um, his passing. He, he was sitting, it was just me and him outside, and he goes, um, he leans over, he goes, Howie, he said, you should be in the cigar business. So I'm looking like, Who's it, who, me? I say, why you say that, Papa? He says, because you love the people like I love the people. Now listen, that, that kind of, it kind of, it was like, a, like, it was kind of like getting like blindsided, because I didn't right. that. So I was like, oh man, that was deep. So I kind of put it in the back burner in the back of my head. And uh, so he ends up passing away. Um, maybe 12 months later, within that time, um, we, we had a celebration of his life outside of Corona's uh, Sand Lake. The whole, the uh, Davidoff, they all came in the whole parking lot. They put big white tents up there. They had the big thing of him. They was, we was, everybody was all there to celebrate. I had a big screen and he was talking. Nice. And it was just a great setup. Where I still, and I have that, that picture is inside I have it in my office at home. Every one of us that was there in that picture, we have that. So fast forward a year, a year and a half after that, a year, um, my manufacturer was, was like I said, uh, American Caribbean Cigars is uh, Alex Menendez. He's one of my closest friends. He calls me when he, he lives in Miami. And so he calls me anytime he comes to Orlando. And he calls me, he says, hey, I'm gonna be in Orlando, let's hang out. He said, well, I know where I'm gonna meet you at. Let's meet at Corona. I said, of course. So I walk in there, and I'm coming in there to see Alex, but 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 it's packed, you know. And I walk in, and I'm talking when is to it everybody. Not packed? Yeah, right. You know, so I walk in there, so I'm talking to everybody, you know. Everybody's shaking hands and stuff. By the time I I say, where the heck is Alex? He's over there in the corner at the bar in the corner. So when I, I get over there to him, he's like, Yeah, like took. I saw when you came in. It took you like 20, 30 minutes to get over here to me, man. He's like, you're the freaking mayor here. I said, well, they say that sometimes. I said, but you know what? I just love the people. He said, but let me ask you something. You ever thought about the cigar business? And that's when I leaned back. I was like, twice Whoa. now. That's twice. I said, bro. And I talked to him differently because we were like, yeah, we're real friends. So I was like, bro. I said, man, man, Avo said that, man. He said that to me. He was like, well, we do, we do have the factory, you know, in Esteli. You so, so I went to started talking with him, and I was like, "Well, Alex, listen, my favorite cigar is the Pajon 80 year, right?" I said, "Amazing cigar, construction, everything is amazing." I said, "But I personally believe in my last all these years of being around the cigar world and seeing everything, I was like, I would like to make something that would be comparable to that for me." but I can sell it at a, at a different price point where more people can get it. Because 
when we came in to the to the cigar business or just coming around, we noticed there was a lot of 30 count boxes back then, 25 count boxes. And we noticed that, you know, there were like what we call like Uncle Paulie and the guys like that, that were, they would buy a lot of these boxes. But then you start seeing the new age of the cigar. Yeah, the younger they crowd. They get in there and they see it, they kind of got intimidated. Like, so I yeah, said, because it's a big, it's, it's a, a big, big cash market. up front. So you know, what, I mean, it could be three, four hundred bucks. Four or five, six, right? Depending yeah, on where, yeah. Where, right? So how your palate is. So I said, well, I would want to do something where, number one, the box will be, a, the presentation will be great. It smokes really good. But guess what? A 10-count box is great and not take too much time in the humidor. And so we stack the box. So it's five with a stack with another five on top like that. Beautiful presentation. Different style of box. It's not like the normal. It catches the eye. And then the most powerful thing is for somebody to try it. And then they smoke the cigar and they turn around and say, you know what? I really like that. Oh, I can buy the box. The box is only $150. Oh, I got that in my pocket right here. You know, four or $500. Well, let me make sure. Well, did I pay my insurance bill? Yeah, right, you know, right, right. The, you know, did I get approval from the wife? Right. right. You don't need approval for the wife for $150, right? Or, guess what? Let me go smoke some more expensive cigar, but then I can't even share it with a scotch. Right. Because now I'm getting out of my... So we just wanted to do some, but to follow the same process that they follow. You know, when the cigars are made and it's rolled, it goes into the aging room. I have the dates of every batch that goes in there, and I will not get it until it's been in there for at least 60 days. Now, I prefer... 70, but at least 60. And the reason why is because over the years, I've seen cigars that I fell in love with, that I've tried, and then I don't know if it's a change in ownership or a change in people, but then I smoke it later and say, well, damn, if you're gonna cut the process time, you ain't cut the price. Right. Right? That's that's not fair to the consumer. Sure. So we run the, so, so we base our business off of relationships. What this has done, Barbara, 95% of the people that is closest to my life, I've met them somehow through a cigar. So that's that's where the the, the passion comes for me. Right. What did you do before you got into this? I've or do a, you still do something full time? Yeah, so so the cigar business is something that I'm going the right way. You know, I got a, a saying that I say I might be a slow leak, but I'm a steady drip. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, not, yeah. We're, we're not trying to hear and then, then the, oh, we're, we're, we're not here no more, no. We're doing everything the right way. I got a lot of guidance from a lot of uh, um, successful guys in the industry of different brands. Sure. And so, and I, and I kind of like, it's not, try not trying to reinvent a wheel. We're just trying to do it with, with our style with it. Oh, yeah. You know, or our, with, with, cigar, with our lifestyle. And so I, I'm in sales. So I, I own a couple of different uh, other businesses and networking and things like that and in sales. I do well in that. And, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be smoking a cigar. If I have a client and the client smokes cigars or doesn't mind meeting me at the cigar bar, I will meet them there rather than to meet them at my office. I hate my office. It's not fun yeah. to me. I am a guy that needs to be around people. How much do you think COVID changed people's way of life because of that? Yeah. Just, just in the world in general. So I feel like due to COVID from a corporate standpoint, it changed everybody's life. And let's from, just preface from, it. The people that lost their lives to it, that's yeah. not what we're talking about. Correct. No. But it, there is a mental shift for those of us that are still around that made us realize 
maybe we put business before family. Mm -hmm. Correct. I'm huge on training and working out. And at the time before COVID, you really didn't see kids out and family out hanging outside. Right. Due to COVID, I damn near had the whole neighborhood working out. Yeah. Outside, training, moms and dads thanking me for spending three, four hours with their kids. Now they get some downtime with each other. Now they get to go out on dates. Now they get to just get some business done in the house. Moms get opportunity to clean the house, get some time to nap. Dads get opportunity to come to the cigar bar. So yeah, due to COVID, on the good side of COVID, not the bad side right. of COVID, it changed the world when you want to talk about the corporation style, thinking outside the box. Absolutely. Right. So it's not the Flintstone era. Yeah. Nine anymore. to five, you got to yeah. show up, you yeah. got to stay late, mm-hmm. and you got to put in the hours if you want to be successful. You don't have to do that anymore. Right. As long as you consistent yeah. at yeah. what you do. Yeah. At what you produce, some, produce, Some days produce. it might take two hours, other days it might take 12 to 15. But if you're passionate about what you're doing, everything will work out. So that's what I learned during COVID. And from the family standpoint, i always been a family guy. And I, am I saying this, family don't have to be blood related? ever family never had to be blood related i've 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 called a lot of people family that wasn't from my mom or wasn't from my family tree sure and and i would take a bullet for a few people just just because i called them family so right. that's what i thought covid did to me and it opened up a lot of people's eyes in that aspect i definitely appreciate it because i'm i I'm an extrovert. I get energy from hanging out with people at the smoke shop and talking. And in fact, my wife oftentimes would be like, you know what? It's Friday. She'd call me at the office and say, I got it tonight. You go up to the smoke shop, relax and wine. And that means I'm going to be there till close. And that's eight o'clock for us because we don't serve alcohol at our lounges or and our smoke shops. So she knew I'd be there till eight. She wouldn't tell me at 6.30, when are you gonna be home? Mm-hmm. She gave me the green light to go get my energy, which was going in, saying hi to everybody. The best time to be in the smoke shop to me is Friday. Yep. Friday, Friday night is live. the <laughs> best time to be in the smoke shop. Everybody's happy, grabbing cigars for the weekend. They might be going up to the cabin, but they're gonna spend a couple hours with you before they leave. I absolutely love it. It's my favorite time. But for me, that's where I get my energy and understanding, you know, my wife understands that as so appreciative because she knows. So now being COVID, she knows that I want to socialize and have a cigar and hang out. So we would pull the laptop out on the deck and she'd let me smoke cigars on the deck and we'd watch a movie together and we'd talk or we would read books together. We would actually read the same book at the same time to each other and then we would be able to talk about it. So she was feeding my need for like social engagement while we were going through COVID. She had my back 100%. I'm super grateful for that. And she also saw me struggle trying to work from home because that wasn't, I didn't get my energy from working from home. In fact, before COVID, I didn't have the internet in my house because I didn't like all the distractions. And so she knew that I would struggle for this for like the first two weeks. She was like, just here, set up a table, do your work, do your thing. I'll be out of your hair. She can work from home anywhere. She you got it. You got a good one. I know. You got She's a good amazing. one. Absolutely. From how you talking, you got a good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. She's amazing. You got a good we one. Call that a jewel. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. got a good one. For yeah. us, 
since Orlando is a tourist city, we come across a lot of people at that cigar bar. And where we stay at and where the cigar lounge is, Corona Cigar Lounge on Sand Lake, it's prime location. Yeah. From smoking cigars to restaurants. Mm -hmm. you, yep. can, you can literally walk to any good restaurant you want to. And that's what we usually do. We'll smoke and eat or make deals or do whatever we need to do. So for us, man, it's just been a blessing in disguise. One, on what he's got going on with his, with his line, with the Howard G. Saline. To me getting into the cigar business. You like it? I love it. And, yeah. uh, and, and the only reason, I love smoking cigars, but the only reason I love it is because of this guy. Because the passion I see for him, from him. Yeah? It's awesome. Man. It's not a job. When you're passionate about something, right. you don't mind going to bed 4 or 5 in the morning. You don't mind waking right. up 4 or 5 in the morning. You know, because you're passionate about what you do. This is this guy right here, you know. So once I saw that, I was like, you know what? And when he asked me, I ain't even hesitate. I'm really? like, bro, I'm, I'm all the way in. Just tell me what I need to do because I need to learn as well. Yeah. Takes a bit. Correct. Takes a bit. Correct. As far as trying to basically start a company from scratch, mm -hmm. there's oftentimes... Where you're faced with the inevitable, man, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this get to the next level. Have you had those opportunities yet where you said, I don't know if this is going to work? You know what? It's, it's funny you, you, you ask that because that's kind of like why I got the name Black Moses. Because the reason I have the name Black Moses on the cigar line is because... In multiple business, you have obstacles. Just like you're in life. You have obstacles always. It never will stop. The difference is, I choose to part through any obstacles in my way, like Moses parted through the Red Sea. Obstacles is something that always happens. It's a part of living. Every right. single day, you're going to have some type of thing. You're going to have great success. You're going to have a lot of failures as well. So I try to stay even keel with it. The difference with it is... I got in the cigar business out of passion. I didn't get out of the, get in the cigar business to, make money. To, 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 to take off and say, all right, I have to do this. I have a quota. I have to do this. No. What's crazy, you want to know that the God in heaven's truth is we were working out because I actually, during COVID, I, I dropped 45 pounds working out with, with uh, you know, this, this guy right here is a ninja. Like, nice. he never stops. Um, and so, but the cigars were already... Prior to um, to the the all, uh, all pro series, I already had four cigars that was already in Nicaragua in the aging room. It was it was already done because I was like I was going to make cigars anyways because of you know what Alvo said and then and then with Alex we, the way we put it together and I already had the blends going. I was like I'm going to just smoke them myself and then give some to my friends. Yeah. The problem is when you have a ton of friends. You're like, ah, oh, man. So I got to go to the list and say, well, who really smokes cigars? Who really has a, pa a, a, a patent? I mean, right. a, a palate that really can sit there and enjoy a cigar, not just or smoking a cigar that's really cool. Or yeah, be honest. Be honest. So what I did, I you literally I took four cigars, four different ones that, and I literally put it in and gave away five, six hundred cigars to little people that are in the cigar world. Like that, I know personally, trust and and you know guys from other companies, uh, friends of mine, and different things. Literally gave them out. I said, I just want 
for you to give me some feedback. That's it. I value your opinion. Right. You know? And so, and literally, I got these different people started just giving me their feedback. They started saying, Howie, I like this, and I paired it with this. They were sending me pictures with the cigars. And they were like, man, you're on to something. So what started off as what I said I was going to do anyway, what, it just took off faster than actually I really expected it to. Right. Because it wasn't like balls to the walls I had to do it. It was like, this is, this is fun. I'm going to smoke cigars regardless every day. Right. It's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable, right? So I have to smoke my cigars. I have to be able to be around like you were saying. Be, you know, people were trapped and stuff like that. I found time to still be around people. I got around, all right, before you know, we got four or five people together. We work out, you know, then we we all smoke a cigar, you know, in the, in the, in the front yard, you know, in the, in the yard. And where we, where we live at, we were having community parties. Everybody, we was getting up in ashtrays and tents up in the front and neighbors and everybody. And we were social distancing. Having a drink and smoking cigars. The front yard COVID chairs. Yeah. Everyone moved from the backyard to the, to front, the front yard. yard. Right? It, it go right. from, it go from, I need, it go from I need privacy to I need to see faces. Yeah. Very <laughs> real, real quick. Yeah, real, real quick. Like real two quick. weeks quick. Real quick. It was like, uh, okay. Although, even before two weeks, a lot of people were walking just because you can't be in your house that long all day. You get kind of okay. stir crazy. Okay. And thank God in Minnesota that it happened somewhat right away in the summer, yeah. late fall, and then it went into winter and it was like, man, I got to get out no matter what temperature is. I got to get out of this house. I counted one time. I was like, I've been in this house for three days and I haven't left. Wow. Oh, wow. I got to yeah. get out. Yeah, absolutely. That's tough. Got to you know, see some people. Down in Florida, it's a little bit. Yeah, Orlando is a little bit different. You could do it a little bit, a little, a little bit better. Yeah, we, we, can, we can walk. Right. You know, pretty much any time of the year in Orlando. So, But it's interesting how that value, because that's old America. Old America is the front porch, mm-hmm. at least in the Midwest for me. It's the front porch house. It's the, you don't go to the, the, the houses, in fact, were even set further back in the lot so that you had a bigger front yard. And nowadays it's, holy cow, you got a real short driveway and then yeah, like it's all in the back. back. Right. And you almost needed that to have a break from all the social engagements you were putting yourself through. But now without those, you, you crave them. Absolutely. And then the, I felt like the engagement got better because I learned who my neighbors were. Mm-hmm. I don't ask who my neighbors are. Heck, my neighbor didn't even know my wife and I were married and we were expecting. She made three blankets for us when my daughter came. And I was like, had this not been COVID, I would have never had this relationship that I have with my neighbor. Unbelievable. Like I said, man, COVID, it hurt a lot of companies and peoples and family, especially the ones <laughs> who died. But on the flip side, the good side of that, it made America kind of go back into what it used to be, riding bikes, staying off the computer, interacting with each other. And I'm just like you. If I don't know you, I really, I'm, I really don't have nothing to say to you. Now, I'm a good morning guy. I'm a good evening guy. I'm going to speak, but I'm not going to try to get in your business. During COVID, I've learned my neighbors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So You know who they are. You know what they're de- dealing with or what they're struggling with or what you can pray for them for. You just, you know. And at, at this time, in this era, it's hard for, 
for parents to to have trust in somebody else with their kids. These parents trust me with their kids. They right. see how he's passionate about these cigars. That's how passionate I am about working out and dealing with the community and just loving the kids. You know what I'm saying? So I've became in my community the Uncle Ike. Yeah. You know? So, you know, go to Uncle kids, Ike's house and go get some training and go get some training. Play some games. Play and, some games. Yeah. Have a good time. Give your mom and your dad some alone time. And whenever they need you back. Were you posting what your schedule was for the everyone it, to come in? It, there is really for us a few, yeah. But my garage, I, I turn my garage into a gym. That's so awesome. My garage always open. If you in my neighborhood, or even if I'm not in the house, as long as my garage open, if you need some kind of workout, go in and do what the heck you need to do. So free will. Free will. Kids just come in and free will. Come on in. Free will. That's nice. Got a TV in there. Got the cable set up. So got the remote set ready for you. So that's what we was at with it. <laughs> Peloton awesome. outside. Peloton, good, all that good, good stuff. Good time he was going out of town. I know the code. Give him the code to my garage oh, and up. take off. That's awesome. So cool. That's awesome to provide that too. Kids need that mentorship, that activity, that lessons of learning and working hard. That's huge. In this era, in this era, kids need people skills. Yeah. Because it was going away for a minute. Yeah, that screen time was yeah, yeah, crushing. Yeah. You know, with this technology, the people skills for the younger generation was fading. Now it's starting to get back. Whoa. So now I teach the, my, my nephews and my son, when you're talking and you meet somebody, you shake a man's hand, you look them in the eyes. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I tell others as well. So it's just getting back down to the basics. Yeah. What was your first job? Do you remember it? My first job was working at Swagman's in New Orleans. So I used Swagman's? to do. It's a grocery store. So okay, I, I was going to say. With that name, I don't know what you're doing. I'm like, maybe he's selling suits. Maybe it's swag. Nah, maybe it's, it's it was a grocery store. I used to work the night shift, and I don't know how many Gerber Gerber bottles I didn't drop. So the little Gerber, I used to have to stack the baby section. Yes. <laughs> so my check. The used food. To be itty bitty because I used to drop so many. <laughs> they make you pay for them. Some sometimes it was bad. <laughs> it was like, bad, bro. Are, if social media was back then and the cameras were readily available would you have been the guy where we saw them hanging on the the shelving from the grocery store and it fell back i wasn't that bad <laughs> <laughs> but i was bad what is that yeah yeah but yeah that, that that was my first job what'd you man. learn from that job um taking my time because i used to try to rush really because i wanted to help other people on a night shift in their aisles so I used to try to, but it, it didn't make any sense. I had to take care of what I needed to do first. Then I can help others. So even though I wanted to spend two or three hours helping other people, out of them two or three hours, I couldn't help because I was too busy cleaning off cleaning all my up drops. Cleaning your rush mess. So I had to take my time. That's wise, though, to learn that. Take your time. Do what you're called to do. Because that's how you get a paycheck, mm -hmm. is to do the basics. And what you wanted to do was the extracurriculars. Correct. Correct, correct. So it, my motto, it's never about me. Like I'm always here for other people. 
So I'm a, I believe now I'm dropped here to serve. So how can I help you? You know, take me out of it. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't did everything I wanted to do in life. So now I'm here for others. Mm -hmm. So whether it's giving time or he got an event or he need me to watch him do something or just looking after him, bro, I'm here to serve. So that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where I'm at in life right now. I'm just, I'm just here to serve people. Sure. Do you remember your first job, Howie? Absolutely. First job was at Checkers. <laughs> Checkers? Checkers. The restaurant so, chain? Checker, yeah, so, so, well, across the country, it's, well, in Orlando, it's Checkers, but they also go by rallies. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's a burger joint. Yeah. Drive and drive yeah, driving fast food. But the number one thing I still remember from Checkers is that they had a system and as a 15-year-old kid, I had to learn the system how to make a champ burger. And to this day, I still remember how to make that champ burger. Yeah? You take the, you take the, the, the two buns, you put it in the toaster, it slides down. And then you had two patties. You had a big patty or you had a smaller patty. The champ burger came with the big patty. You put the big patty up. Then you had to do two rings of ketchup, one ring of mustard. It had to be like that. The ratio matters. Absolutely. And then you had three pickles that go in the shape of a, diet, a, a, a triangle. Pickles right? matter too. And then one onion, one ring of onion right there. Then you take the top, the crown of the bun, you swipe it with the mayo, lettuce, one tomato, you put it there, and that's a checker sandwich. And the reason I remember that so vividly because no matter what it is you're doing, you have to have a systematic approach, right? Right. That every time you go into a McDonald's, the fries are always on what side? The, the left side. Right. From the counter. Because that's the system. And so that's one of the things that, you know, just the little things. Right. Just little things. Plan your work. Plan your work. work your plan. Mm -hmm. There's a system. Efficiency. Dedication. Mm -hmm. It'll all come out smooth. They say if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. So that's, that's the... So exactly. I have to already have a plan, in which I have, uh, you know, right. th 30 day, 90 day, a year, and then I have three and five year plans. Right. And so I have it all. So now I, I have the system. I just got to work, work the play. Those first jobs, you learn so much from those first jobs. I think, you know, and two kids today may not. They, they sometimes feel like that's beneath them. Oh, I can't work at a fast food joint. Yeah. Because I'm I'm better than that, or I'm not going to learn anything. That's where you learn. Well, you, that's where you, you cut get, your teeth. But when you but it's 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 something different when you actually did something yourself, and you see the gratification from it. You appreciate it more than when you just constantly just right. It's it's give, giving things. Exactly. So <laughs> love it. Absolutely. Gentlemen, I want to thank you for this time and this opportunity. Appreciate you. And just sitting down with me and Thank you. sharing your cigars. Thank you. Sharing your cigar and your story, which I will definitely Appreciate be smoking. You. And again, where can people go to find more about these blends and your and your line of cigars? So it's, you go back to HowardGCigars.com and you have everything on there, the breakdowns of everything, the blends. And um, you can follow us on, on Instagram as well at Howard G Cigars on Facebook or Howard G Cigars. Also, Follow one of a kind cigars or one of a kind. That's Ike Taylor's 
that's his. That's what. That's what his name is, right? right. One of a kind, and it's spelled one, right? O, F, F A, yeah. So it's spelled A H K I N E. So we like to we like to break it down so they can see it. But you can type in his name, and then also Leon Cersei. He's L Cersei Jr. on Instagram, uh, and then he's Leon Cersei on um, on Facebook. If you just you know follow us, we, we have a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we we, we really really do. We really now. Do have you a lot sell straight to consumers or through brick and mortars only? So we have on our website we have uh, available to consumers as well, and yep. then we have a lot in, in brick and mortars. Great. Um, we started off the other way with with the, creating the brand the way we wanted to create it. Yep. Um, because we have a lot of things that we're doing and have you know, friends across the country and people. And the craziest thing about it is the referrals, the referrals. Like this guy, I, um, I, I get one on one evening and I say, I say, hey, did you, did perhaps on one of the many po podcasts that you do during football season or just talking sports, I say, bro, did you do something, something today? And he say, oh yeah, man, my bad. I didn't even tell you. I was on the Pat McAfee show. We was talking football. And I was on there for an hour. We had a ball, and I started telling people to go pick up the cigars. I said yeah. because yeah, I, Influx. I, I I put a I, I put a handwritten note with every order that comes in there. They yeah. give it to me, and I, and I write it. And I was saying, well, dang, I mean, one day one order for a hundred different things. I got a. I said, man, I'm used to that in a week or so, but uh, not in one, one day. day. I was like, and he was like, yeah, man. It, it's just the cool thing about it is, um, but the, the events that are are fun. There's a group of you know the group of Stiller guys that flew into Orlando. Um, they were they were at Disney World and it was sending emails and said, "Hey, is it possible that I can you know smoke some cigars with you and Ike and stuff like that? We really want to do it while we're in town. You know, call Ike. Are you around? I'll be I'll be in more. All right, meet us at Corona, uh, San Lake Road, blah blah blah, blah this time, and to be able to see them to come through and have a cigar and, and take a picture. Then they go back and then they're telling everybody about it. Yeah, it's just just being there with the people, just having a good time right. and enjoying life. We've been blessed. Honest to God, we've been That's blessed. Awesome. And, um, you know, be a blessing to others and create I relationships. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Common denominator. Yes, sir. Right there. Here it is. <laughs> we love cigars. We appreciate you guys being in the business, appreciate bringing you. us great cigars to smoke. Thank you so appreciate much. Appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you. Really what it was for me. So that wraps it up with another episode of Box Press. Uh, I'm blessed to be sitting across the aisle from these guys telling their story. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you need to find out more, look up their brands, go to their websites, follow them on social media. And if you need Bova to protect those cigars, go to bovadinc.com. Thank you.